Welcome back to Lucky Underdogs. I am Joe DeLeon. I'm not Devin Butler. I am filling in, but with me, former Notre Dame running back CJ Proces, as always. CJ, Notre Dame's playing Pitt this weekend. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look on paper, this game seems like an obvious win for Notre Dame. And Notre Dame looks great after the way that they played against USC. But I think you and I can agree. I'm a Notre Dame fan. I've seen plenty of these games. You've played in these games. It's a little bit of a rivalry. This Pitt-Notre mm -hmm. Dame game, it's not declared as one but it's always a really tough, hard-fought battle. Just from your experience, having to play against Pitt, what has this game always been like in your career? Uh, yeah, I mean, every time we play against Pitt, you know it's a dogfight. Uh, you know it's going to be physical. Um, you know that they're going to come out to play. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like the Navy effect, you know, not like not as far as the offense, you know, like obviously like, like the game plan-wise, but it's like, you know, if you let them stick around for, you know, up till halftime and let them think that they have a chance, then they they'll have a chance. Uh, but if you come out, you know, early in the game, blow them out the water, um, and let them know that you know who we really are, then they they'll, they'll usually you know kind of like kind of lay down for you. But uh, but really, you know, every like like you said, it is a it is a rivalry game. Like for for especially for the players, you know that the pit's gonna come and play their hardest game, and so we you know you got to come out and have your best game because just like any any other team, like you know you every other team they know they're gonna be on national television, so. They got they, they got a chance to come out here and um try to get, try to make the NFL if they if they have a good game. So always if you're playing against Notre Dame, you'll get your best game. Now Notre Dame's coming off the bye week. They're coming mm -hmm. out of a situation where they played their best game of the season against USC. It's Absolutely. a big emotional it's it's a big emotional output to play the way that they did against their biggest rival. You mm -hmm. have a week off and we're turning around here to what was a trap game for Louisville, the team that beat Notre Dame. So yeah. a little bit smelling of trouble here for, for this situation. It should be, ideally, being a home game, be a situation where Notre Dame blows past them. It's just another notch in the belt for them to show that they're building some consistency. But just from your opinion, being a Notre Dame player, having to come out of that bye week, maybe and unlike most schools, a lot of guys do go home during that bye week. It's not like mm -hmm. guys are local to that area. How can you be best prepared after the bye week when facing off with a team like this? Uh, I mean, I think most importantly, you know, I think uh, for the guys, it was just a much needed bye week, uh, playing eight straight games, yeah. you know, going across the country. I mean, going across the world, uh, going, going to Ireland and, you know, coming back, you know, having all these night games, all these emotional games against Ohio State, Duke, Louisville, um, USC, and then, you know, finally getting a break. So it's like, it's definitely a sign of relief, you know, for, for the players. Um, you know, then they, they they also have fall break as well, so they they get to go home, see their families. Um, most of them probably haven't seen their seen their families, and since you know probably the end of beginning of July or maybe June, something like that. So um, just going home, you know, just kind of you know relaxing for a couple of days is just is great. And then you know when you come back, like you're you're rejuvenated. You know, it's you got four games left, and you can you're gonna finish the season strong. Um, no matter you know what the record is at, at, at this point. Um, as even for the guys who, you know, even for the guys who are, you know, the seniors or or guys who are thinking about transferring, leaving, whatever, like these four games are your chance to chance chance to put something on tape, and now you're you know you're rejuvenated and you're ready to go for the next half of the season. So Notre Dame's defense looked as dominant as they've been under Marcus Freeman's time leading them, even when he was a defensive coordinator, and then obviously last year they looked really good. They turned a Heisman Trophy winning player into what felt like a pedestrian. It made yeah. Caleb Williams look weak, which nobody has even done this entire year. 
Now this is a completely different situation. They're going up against a guy who took over for Phil Dracovic halfway through the year. And they've had a couple other guys that have kind of jumped onto the scene. Sebo Flemister, former Notre yeah. Dame running back, has been leading way for the, the Pitt Panthers offensively. What do you think that Notre Dame needs to do defensively to not so much beat Pitt, but maybe establish and build consistency so that they can string together multiple performances like the one that they had against USC. Yeah, um, I think, you know, mostly, you know, I think, uh, you know, Coach Freeman kind of says it a lot. Um, he says, you know, kind of keeping it, you know, keeping it simple and not just like not not as simple as firm terms as like, you know, just five play calls or whatever like this, but keeping it as far as keeping it simple for the players so they understand what the game plan is and they they, they know how to go out there and execute it. Um, and I think that that's what they did really well against USC. Um, I think they understood that they got pressure on Caleb Williams. Um, they would be able to make they would make, be able to make he would, he would make mistakes and they would be, be able to make plays off of that. Um, and I think they really understand it, understood that as a defense. Um, and just off of what he happened last year too, is too like you know them them seeing like him Caleb Williams just dices up from us not staying in our lanes, not staying uh, not staying in our you know rush lanes and stuff like that. Um, they learned from that. They learned from that experience as well. So uh, just you know, just growing, you know, growing into a system. Uh, the, the defense is definitely learning. Uh, they're learning a lot more under Al Golden for sure uh, in that system with the, Freeman as the head coach. Um, but you know, just going forward with Pitt, I think you know it's the same thing as USC. Just have a clear, concise plan that everybody can understand. Um, if that's you know, if that's stopping the run, that's stopping the run, and then we playing playing man on the outside if that's if that's zoning up and then we kind of containing everything keeping everything in front of us that's what we got to do but uh you know obviously i think you know we're, we're going to keep that that pressure going um from the defensive side i, I would guess uh we don't want to stop that because our obviously we have really good man coverage on the outside at corner so we can we can hold up out there so um I, so I, you know with the with the, the plan you know it's you know it's same as always is keep it simple and let, let the go out, let the guys go out there and fly around and play yeah, and I, I think that one big key, as we've, we've kind of already said here, is just not allowing that last game be your best performance, not allowing that be and, and hang your hat on what you did against USC. And I, I also think we saw a defensive line that wasn't really getting home early on in the season start to really get in Caleb Williams's face. And they created sacks, but they, more importantly, created pressures that led to interception. Christian Villio, I'm might be mispronouncing that is the guy who's been filling in for Phil Dracovic and he's a young player. He's very inexperienced. Unlike Phil Dracovic, the former Notre Dame quarterback, who's been around for a very, very long time. Vilio is still getting acclimated to the game. So what you need to do defensively is what we know that they can do is not take your foot off the pedal, go a hundred miles an hour, keep pressuring quarterbacks that are going to get flustered easily and watch the mistakes lead to points for you on the other end of things. And offensively, CJ, we know that this Notre Dame offense has not been great. And we know that what they did uh, last game against USC wasn't exactly exciting. They were granted mm -hmm. a lot of opportunities where they were given short fields. They were thrown into a lot of spots where they were thrown in alley-oops and all they had to do was dunk it and get the ball in the hoop. Absolutely. I, I think it's difficult to truly pinpoint what needs to be fixed, but against a weaker pit team that's still well-coached defensively, what do you want to see from this from them in this game that might spark some optimism for the rest of the year? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I think obviously, I think you know the injuries at receiver has been kind of was been kind of like inhibiting us from really getting to where we were starting the season. Um, 
but I think, you know, really for us to get back to being an explosive offense, I think we just got to, we got to make sure we got to try to get that run game going uh, consistently. And I think, you know, ha just using the stable of backs that we were using early in the year. To, and I think, I think that's the way we kind of get back to it. Um, Estime is obviously the guy he's, he's probably the best running back in the, in the country um, at this, you know, right now. And, but we still have three other guys in that room that can mm. make stuff, make things happen um, and help that offense get going off it. And, and also with our offensive line, like, we just got to we got to make sure we're keep keeping them guys involved and make, let, letting them be physical and let them be good at the things they're good at. Um, but really, because, I mean, right now, our receivers aren't making the plays we need them to make. So we, we need it. We got to rely on our run game and then just have, you know, obviously, you know, try to use Sam Hartman for what he's really good at. And that's throwing the deep ball. Um, take those shots. Take those play action shots over top. Um, you know, getting guys like Tobias Merritt, Merriweather involved. Let him go and let him try to go up and make some plays. Uh, Mitchell Evans, obviously trying to get him back out there and getting making making more plays down the field. Um my boy Chris Tyree, uh, you know, letting letting him run, run, run fast and catch some deep balls. Um and so I, I think that's the big thing right now. You know, obviously, you know, we'd love to have Jaden, you know, the, the Jaden's back, uh, to, to kind of get some more versatility on the outside. But uh, right now, you know, I mean, I think, you know, we we've kind of been talking about it on this podcast a lot, but the receivers just have to the receivers just have to hit that point where they're just gonna have to kind of step up and be like, hey, you know, um, this is our time, and so it has to be. I mean, it has to be. It has to be one guy or maybe two, but um, somebody in that room has to be like, "Hey, like we we got to we got to change this up right now." Right. Pitt, Pitt exa hasn't exactly been an exciting bunch, and yeah. their secondary is a group that you know can definitely be attacked by these receivers. That, that's the big thing for me, CJ, is that we we've watched so many games this season that there's been a lack of involvement. M Mitchell Evans has been fantastic, but we we yeah. haven't really found. Who is that guy on third and medium, third and long that's going to bring that ball down and make a big play as a receiver? We just don't have that guy right now. And maybe after the bye week, it's that learning opportunity and feeling yourself out type of an mm -hmm. opportunity to figure out who are those guys. And I know that there's been some reshuffling in the uh, depth chart for the receivers. So maybe that is what is going to be figured out coming out of this bye. I also think you talked about the running backs. Audric Estime started off the season really hot. We know that he's a big bruising presence up the middle, and we know that his impact can be felt on those short yardage, yardage situations when they want to set the tone uh, early on in the game. But I don't know about you, but I feel like we should start to see more of Jeremiah Love. I loved watching him in games, especially against Ohio State, when they've gotten him involved. He is a guy who can kill you in space. He's got great bursts, great feet. And I feel like with how sluggish this offense has been, without all those athletes on the outside, when things aren't working up the middle, trying to pound it with Audric Estime, why don't we keep going back to him and attacking guys in space? I feel like they should start doing more of that. Maybe they will this game. And I think that's that was really frustrating for me because you know we have we had the we have four good running backs, and you know Jeremiah Love is he's probably out of the four of them, he's probably the most explosive. <laughs> but and then not to mention Jer you know Jadarian Price who's also you know ridiculously explosive as we already saw from another week and then um Jader was it Jadarian Payne Jadarian Payne yeah. yeah 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 so so all I mean we had I mean all obviously they're all young and you know they want to you can you could kind of tell after that down at the Ohio State game they were they wanted to feed estimate to try to maybe get him out of school you know maybe so he can get up out of here for next year. And you can kind of, I can, I can feel it, you know, maybe not obviously as a fan point, you know, you might not be able to see it, but, um, um, 
you know, for me, it's frustrating because it's like we got these guys. Let's just, let's use them. You know, let's use them for what they're good at. Let's get Jer- Jeremiah Love out in space and let him be explosive until he can build his body up, and then all of a sudden he can start running in between the tackles. But let's use them all at, for what they're good at. You know, even if they're in for one play, put them in for one play, run outside zone, get them out, get pri- get take Price in, let him run the other way, then put Estimate and let him run it down the middle. You know, it's like. We have these guys. Let's not like let's let's not just have them sit on the sideline. And especially since our offense has been real stale, like very stale. Um, let's let's try to you know let's let's try to get the guys get our playmakers involved and get them the ball in space. Right. I think that's the really good way to put it. It, it seems like it, it feels like the approach is just banging your head against the wall and hoping eventually yeah. it's going to work. It quite literally is that we have watched Audric Estime run into a, a giant mass of bodies and then hope that something's going to open up and. We have this this kid in Jeremiah Love. I know he's a freshman, but every time I watch him and I've broken his film down, it the, the guy is electric. And sometimes right. you need that spark when you're playing this really tight end heavy condensed offense to find mm-hmm. ways to create, you know, opportunities in space. I'm just curious, like from your perspective, being a running back, w- w- how does it maybe help you if you're Audric Estime, knowing that you've got another guy that can be a different style of player to provide an impact? Well, I mean, you know, for one, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, as a competitor, you know, you, you're like, I want these touches. I want to, you know, I want to be able to, I want to be the guy who opens it up. But I think, you know, when you start to really look at the game of football and understand, understand it, you're like, if I, you know, this guy, you know, if I go in there, I get two, three for the first couple of series. And then this guy, you know, gets an outside zone, breaks one for 15. And then I get back in there going for four or five, mm. six, sevens. You know, those those starts to add up. And then but then you also understand like your health wise, like you're you're not taking as much of that pounding. Like you're doing what you're good at. Like like Audra estimate, he's good at getting his foot in the ground, getting uphill and making people and making breaking tackles. You know, he's not good when you I mean he's not as good when he has to run out, run out, run outside, you know, run outside the tackles. And but Jeremiah Love, he gets out when he gets out in space, he is electric. He can move any type of way, any any type of move. So, you know, just having that difference in the just for one, as a defense, like they, they can't, it's hard for them. They can't just cue in on them. They can't put seven in the box. Be like, oh yeah, we're going to stack it and estimate run up the middle. No, he, y'all put seven in the box. He take it on the outside. He might take it on, he might take it on, on the edge and just be, be gone on you. So you just need that versatility as far as the run game, because um, especially when it, you, when you have to rely on it, um, like we do right now, because um, if you just run it with the, the bruiser, like everybody know what you're going to do is just put seven, you know, put, six, seven in the box, and then, you know, just have the corners playing man-to-man because you know that receivers aren't going to create any space. So, you know, I think we just got to we just gotta use what we got. You know, let's not – let's let's stop making it – stop making it so stale. Let's just use what right. we got, basically. <laughs> CJ, last thought before we wrap here on today's show. They're playing Clemson next game after mm-hmm. this pit one, and I know that the way that we've kind of phrased this preview is making us think, oh, Pitt's, Pitt's a slam dunk. Uh, and it's the theme of what we've talked about indirectly. You're coming off of this emotional dump type of a game, going into a bye week. The mentality needs to be right against a team like Pitt. Otherwise, yeah. you can get caught off guard. So my final thought here is Clemson the next week. How do you in practice make sure in the week leading up to Pitt that you don't look too far ahead to that Clemson game? Because that is starting to become a rivalry. And that game is yeah. really important, not only for Notre Dame, but for Dabo Sweeney, who is trying to 
fight for relevance right now as his season is falling off the track. So yeah. from your perspective, how do you think uh, they need to stay focused? Uh, I mean, right now we can't even think about Clemson. You know, it's like uh, as far as the team wise, they they, they got to just stay focused on Pitt. Um, and you know, even even though you know Clemson is you know a, a prestigious team, a top team, you know, I mean, this year you're not looking at them as like as that honestly. So um, you know, I mean, maybe maybe years pass, uh, you're thinking like, oh man, you know, we 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 kind of you know we want to blow Pitt out so we can start resting for for Clemson, but. Um, coming out, coming after a bye week, you know, already having two losses. Uh, I think right now them guys are focused on, you know, the next game, the next moment. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure like they probably, I mean, I'm sure they know Clemson's next week, but I'm sure that there's nobody even thinking about that game um, until, until Saturday's over for sure. Well, we'll be rooting for the Fighting Irish this weekend Absolutely. at home against Pitt. Coming mm -hmm. up, we have a conversation, CJ, that you had with Isaiah Stewart, a former Pit wide receiver folks stay tuned okay. we will be right back hey welcome back everybody to the lucky underdogs podcast sponsored by believe network and valley sports i got a special guest this week man my boy isaiah stewart former pit receiver and we and we back man we back we be talking we talking notre dame pit this week so man let's uh i'm glad glad to have you on it's a pleasure to have you on my guy nah man it's it's, it's a blessing to even be on man it's, i appreciate it <laughs> Oh man, it was, it was lovely, lovely man. We so, happy to have you, man. So we definitely gonna get into some of the Notre Dame, Pitt, you know, kind of the, the backstory, you know, the the game plan, some of the stuff that's going on with the game. Obviously, as players, we we like to call it a rivalry because every mm -hmm. time we play y'all, it's we know we know what time it is. We know like y'all coming, y'all coming with it, y'all come with that heat. Um, yeah. I know y'all gonna play y'all play as hard as y'all y'all possibly can, and we know we gotta come out and play our best game. If we don't, we gonna lose. Yeah. Um, you know that every time we play y'all so yeah. let's let's talk about right now so we, we got the so y'all beat louisville and we we lost to louisville yeah. and so how we how so so we, we thinking that you know that's, that's giving us the y'all giving that's giving y'all the upper hand or, or or how we feeling about that how we feeling well you know pit is a regardless of the record we compete you know like mm -hmm. We're a very competitive team no matter what because we know at the end of the day, we know who we are, at least the players, you know what I'm saying? Like I respect each and every player for what they do and for the position that they that they play because, you know, they, they give their hearts every play no matter what. Like, all right, they mess up one time. They, they blow a coverage. Who cares? They're going to hop back up the next play and be dogs about it. So I, I'm never going to question any player at Pittsburgh because they dogs. Everybody dogs, but – if I gotta say, you know that Louisville game, what Louisville was fourteen? Yeah, they they we packed them up. We had to, we had to, we got to pack them up. They had to go, but you know that's that's credit to Christian. You know his last the quarterback. His last name gets me every time. I think it's Belair, Christian Belair. He he's you know he's very impressive with everything that he's doing. You know as a, yeah. as a backup quarterback coming in and throwing for over two hundred yards, and then you know MJ Devonshire. You know he's gonna do what he does on defense. Yeah, uh, you know it's pretty impressive. You know, as a backup quarterback coming in against a you know a hot Louisville team to mm -hmm. you know pass against them. My, my boy Bub Memes went a little crazy on had to score yeah. tight. You know, yeah. receiver fan, but yeah, you know, I, I was really I was really you know impressed with you know how they performed. You know, because Louisville was six, like what six and one at the time, fourteen. Mm -hmm. They were very impressive, but you know, I, I got to give it to my 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 pit man. You know, H two P. Yeah, man. No, I 
Now, I, and I kind of, I kind of caught a little internet game uh, when I was watching. I was watching us play USC, but I was watching the internet game. And I'm like, dang, like Louisville gonna lose? <laughs> like I was, I was real hot. Like I'm like, dang, y'all gonna lose the week after? But like, you, you know, what I mean, parlay. you put a parlay in for. I that. wish I did. You know I mean? <laughs> like, but no, nah, like you, it was, you know, that game when we lost to Louisville, man, it was a. We had such a. It was such an emotional. We had so, two. We had two real emotional games. Before they played Ohio State, we played Duke, mm-hmm. and then we just came out against Louisville so flat. And and like you know, it's it's, it's basically like you know, like any given Saturday, you know, just like how you know Louisville came out against us, hyped up. You know, they had Jack Harlow at the game. The game was stupid hype. Yeah, and then like- they, the next year, next week, they they go to you know whatever they, they they play y'all, and that they might not have that same energy. You know, they thinking like, oh, Pitt's like whatever y'all were one and four at the time or mm-hmm. one and five, and they like, oh yeah, we. We about to come in here and we we, we about to win this one easy and then all of a sudden kick our boom. butt. Um, right? Yeah, like you know. So I mean, that just goes to show you, man. It's any given Saturday. You know, it don't matter who you play. You got to show up and play because, man, like just because you won last week and you beat whoever, you know, top ten, top fifteen, the next you can you can come in and play a team who ain't even ranked or who who struggling injuries or whatever going on with them, and then all of a sudden, boom, you lost. Because you know you 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 playing around or you you kind of you don't have that same energy so uh yeah definitely uh man that's so I, I you know for us man you know it, it's we don't you know obviously we, we we don't look we're not gonna look at like the the, the Louisville loss is like something you know that's gonna push us for this game but as far as like we play against y'all we know what we like like I said earlier we know what time it is man we know like if we don't come to play we gonna lose the game like, yeah and we, I, I've. I think I lost maybe once. I think I lost twice against y'all, maybe like because oh, wow. we. I think uh, no, I, mean, I think it was once we lost. Final of the game was like ten to ten, ten like thirteen to ten. Pitt took us like three overtimes, and we were supposed to blow them out. It was crazy, yeah. but yeah, man, like that. I every just, time that, playing this Pitt, it's like we got it. We got to bring it because if you don't, you're gonna lose. Yeah, I think that Louisville game just like goes to show like you can't take your foot off the gas with Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying like. I feel like if you you do like think that a record shows how good somebody is, it's just like it, you you just can't do that because you're gonna let up, and as soon as you yeah. let up, Pittsburgh's gonna just punch you in the mouth because you mm-hmm. can't put off the gas pit for real. So yeah, I, I agree for sure, bro. For appreciate sure. you, my dog, and everybody else. I appreciate y'all. Have a good one. Thanks, Get out of here. Man.